I'm a true champion. You want to watch your whole mouth, mate? So I'm gonna fuck you up. I <laughs> hear. <laughs> right I'm just gonna. Yo, that should be the intro. Just me threatening to beat the shit out of Miller, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Let's start with something nice, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State of Wrestling Address, the weekly podcast from the WrestlePlug that discusses all of the week's news and also arguably the worst wrestling podcast in the history of our incredible sport. I am your host, master of shithousery, owner, proprietor, and Egyptian death machine of the WrestlePlug era, Nix. Joining me this week to discuss wrestling straight from his mum's condo and Joseph Fritzl's basement is Jeremy Miller. Welcome back to the pod, mate. Mom. Mom's basement? No. 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 Yes. No. No. By the way, the new phone sucks and the audio sucks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me along with Jeremy Miller, of course, is the proprietor of Peace Haven. He is indeed the cream of the crop. You bit it. And he is indeed somebody that you can see at Premier Promotions whenever they are getting busy in the wrestling world. Not to mention he will be taking on two members of the knobs with his, shall we say, less than capable tag team partner, some guy called Aaron Cruz, never heard of that fucking jobber. But of course, we are talking about the future star of independent professional wrestling in Britain. We are talking about Cameron Kareem Anderson. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be here. But uh, I thought we were just joining this to, you know, play some golf with friends. I didn't know we were talking about wrestling. Yeah, well, golf with friends is probably better than the wrestling news we got to talk about here. <laughs> This is not looking like a happy podcast. Just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be some very triggering topics here. There's also going to be a lot of very sensitive and very controversial topics with a lot of swearing to boot and the usual amount of wrestle plug shenanigans. So if you are easily offended, get the fuck out of my airspace right now, you sweaty cunts. Now then, finally... He is, well, we always leave the best till last. He is one half of the dynamic duo. He is the Duke of Diabetes. He is the Maple Leaf Magician. He is Canada's second favorite destroyer. He's got 10 times as much insulin as Kenny Omega, 20 times as much promo ability as Kenny Omega. He is Canada's favorite son after Josh Alexander. And he, of course, is the proprietor of his mum's basement, ironically enough. But he is. However, a wonderful, handsome man. He needs to shave his head, but he's still very good looking in our world. He is, of course, Kyle Wilco, Milky Wilkie Wilkinson. How are you, brother? Hey, as long as I keep this hat on, no one will know I've had early onset baldness. It's fine. I am determined to make your intro longer every (laughs) podcast until it takes up a whole podcast. I remember when I I first came on, we used used to do it like the New Japan announcer. Because he could just go on for days. Apparently, it was racially insensitive, according to some Rev Pro fans. Is what it is. Like, but you know, I, I thought mean, it was endearing. Fuck those people. I thought it was endearing too, and I'm sure the guy from Japan would not find it offensive at all. I'll tell you what is highly offensive. Um, even I can't joke about this. Sunny. Of course, better known as Tammy Sitch, was allegedly involved in a fatal three-car crash in Ormond Beach, Florida, on Friday, March the 25th. Ormond Beach police say Sitch failed to stop 
at around 8.28 p.m. while driving southbound on US-1, just north of Granada Boulevard on that Friday night when she crashed into a stopped vehicle. That vehicle then crashed into the vehicle in front of it. The driver of the vehicle hit by Sitch, identified as Julian LaFrancis Lacetta of Daytona Beach Shores, was transported to Halifax Health Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Sitch was transported to the same hospital for treatment, but was later released. A search warrant was approved and executed to obtain a blood sample, which police are using to investigate if Sitch was impaired at the time of the crash. Toxicology results are pending, according to the Ormond Beach Observer, and police say the ongoing investigation may result in criminal charges. No duh. Uh, the driver and passengers in the third vehicle suffered injuries, but were not transported to the hospital. Uh, Ormond Beach Police have requested an expedited time frame on the processing of Sitch's samples. The results will be made available once the department receives them and criminal charges may be filed. Sitch has not publicly commented on the accident as of this writing, but she did make a tweet the same day while the crash happened at around 8.30 p.m. Eastern um, with a picture of herself... Um, in bed from what i can tell saying well asshole since my name has been towards the top of the kill list for the past 20 years and i'm still fucking alive shit my autograph is worth more now so once i do croak you can sell it for a lot more money come see me out at a signing oh carl wilkinson how do you unpackage that i mean can you like that's you just ended somebody's life regardless of the circumstances well, fair enough. But regardless of how the circumstances, then, like you, you potentially killed someone. Like you don't just get to go. Oh, I'm still alive. You can come see me for autographs because I'll be worth more money now. Like she, she was so cool when we were younger because she was just so incredibly attractive, and she's gone just completely mad, man. Like. You don't just get to joke about this shit. Like this is a serious accusation. You could go to go to prison forever for even accidental vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's sad. Like this is literally the first woman I ever fancied. <laughs> like I thought she was the hottest thing walking in this earth when I was like, you know, fucking what twelve. Like I just thought she was insane. And even now, like I remember fondly how hot she was. Like and. Yeah, no, this, it's just fucking sad that somebody has gone this far. So I know she's had to go through a lot with Chris Candido's passing. That could not have been easy. I know they had a very tumultuous relationship, but by all accounts, we're still very close and very important to each other. So that's not going to be great. Um, drug issues, alcohol issues, allegedly, things of that nature. Jay Miller, um, your thoughts on Sonny being allegedly involved in a car wreck that has taken somebody's life? Um, it's tragic. And then for her to tweet out what she did ain't helping her no way in God's green earth is that helping her in any way, shape, or form. Um, I am curious, though, why the third car didn't uh, seek medical attention if they were injured. Something tells me that there's some nefarious issues there but we won't go there but the whole thing with Sonny is just I don't know maybe I could see it almost as like a, a how do I say this a cry for help 
yeah, you know, my signature, blah, 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 blah. Come see me at a signing. You probably won't, though, because I'll be behind bars. By the way, Sonny, does orange look good? Maybe it'll look like Sonny D. I mean, <laughs> interesting. Interesting I time. I hate, I hate everything about that. Yeah, I didn't think that was great either, to be honest, Miller, but it's what it is, mate. Um, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's not fantastic. I've, what interests me about the tweet is it was allegedly tweeted out right at the time of the incident, which suggests to me that there may be an alleged cover-up there or at least trying to form some form of alibi to allegedly suggest that I wasn't in a car wreck, I was at home with this picture of me. I don't know. That's just, that's just conjecture at this point. Cameron Anderson... Um, I mean, you're learning to drive. Like, that must be a really fun thing to read when, you know, obviously sarcasm, um, you know, it must be quite unnerving to see something like that. Um, and obviously, I know Sonny wasn't directly responsible for your adulthood in the way it was for many of us older gentlemen, but at the same time, it's not fantastic for anyone to read who's a fan of our business. Uh, yeah, no, um, obviously, yeah. People will know that I am a terrible driver. Um, but, yeah, she just needs to get in the pen. She needs to be locked up. Like, we've got weed dealers in prison selling a bit of weed. Like, she needs to go to the pen immediately. Bless up Chris Candido. He deserves better. Yeah, funny enough, if you look back at that, it's just a very toxic person, actually, in retrospect but it is what it is. Um, we'll shift gears, unfortunately, because there's not really much else you can give of an opinion there to just, well, maybe not as harrowing, but certainly harrowing um, news. Uh, Nash Carter reportedly released by WWE, one half of MSK and the NXT Tag Team Champions, no longer. Uh, according to Fightful, Sean Rossap confirmed that he has been released from WWE. Nash Carter's reported release comes after several allegations of abuse from his wife, Impact Wrestling star and former Shikara Grand Champion, Kimberly. Over the past week, Kimberly has alleged... Carter physically and emotionally abused her and has accused him of holding anti-LGBTQ views. Lee also posted a photo of Carter doing what appeared to be, it was, like there's no appeared to be about it, uh, a Nazi salute while sporting a moustache similar to Adolf Hitler. It should be noted that Lee initially made allegations against Carter in late March before deleting them from social media. She had also noted that the couple was working on their issues before reissuing her allegations this week and saying they were done for good. Carter hasn't commented on Kimberly's allegations though the wife of wesley uh, carter's tag team partner has vocally defended him on social media as of this writing neither carter lee nor the wwe has commented on carter's reported release formerly known as zachary wentz carter broke through with wesley who was then known as desmond xavier um yeah like uh, for anyone who's seen it there is allegations made they're on twitter kimberly has used a social media account a public social media account to share images of what is alleged to be a split lip from where she was struck by nash carter there is also an image of nash carter as we mentioned doing a nazi salute essentially doing a parody of adolf hitler um difficult to unwrap carl wilkinson you're always uh, somebody with a very measured and sensible opinion i like to think um, do you think that WWE are correct to just cut all ties with Nash Carter immediately? I mean, they did the same thing with uh, Rich Swan when you know the alleged, you know, smacked his wife around through in the trunk of a car. I understand that as a publicly traded company, you don't want to associate associate yourself with that kind of stuff, especially during the investigation. 
perhaps if this bears no fruit, like nothing actually happened, they can bring him back and MSK can be, you know, back on top again. But as much as I love MSK, I love the Rascals. I think they're brilliant. This is a really dangerous subject to associate yourself with. So unfortunately it, it is the best business decision, even if it is pretty shitty. Yeah, unfortunately, those people who are saying, oh, you can't get rid of where, you know, um, for Nash Carter and things like that. Remember that we are talking about a publicly traded business that is worth billions of dollars. Even if there is so much as a sniff of allegations, they have to protect their reputation. Cameron Anderson, how do you respond to what's been kind of unwrapped? We're both big MSK fans. We own MSK shirts. I know MSK fairly well, I'd like to think. You know, I've met them on several tours and got photos with the guys. Um, Just an all-round very disappointing and sour, sour note to what should have been an excellent career. Uh, Yeah, no, it's uh, not not great. I don't really want to say, like, too much about, like, what I think happened. I think, really, I've said a lot of conflicting reports i don't really know what's going on with the situation um i just really hope that um there's an opportunity for both parties to like uh heal and move on from this um that's it really yeah very well put mate uh jay miller any thoughts on nash carter's release and allegations of domestic abuse which of course are at this point moment just allegations right um i have I have a, I have something, but I don't want to be the bad guy here. He's doing it. But He's I'm gonna going to be the bad guy. Because, <laughs> um, Talk into the camera so everyone can hear you and you can incriminate yourself well. <laughs> All right. So, you know, they're cutting. They're, they did the same thing, like you, with like Kyle said, with Rich Swan. They just cut all ties. But they strung out the whole allegations with the Velveteen Dream. They strung out everything with Austin Theory. Hell, Austin Theory is now Vince McMahon's number one golden boy. They can't give Nash a little bit of time, but they'll give the Dream and Theory all the time in the world and just, you know, sweep it under, well, not with Dream. Dream, they let go. But Theory, they'll sweep under the rug? Come on now. But I digress. It you did see the pic or there's the pictures out there. He did look like Hitler. Was he doing it as a joke? We don't know, but either way, I I feel that the WWE should have gave him a little bit more time to do a little bit more fact finding, but you know, it is what it is. Vince decided that he wanted to cut ties. Now we can find out what happens with Wes. I hope he doesn't just get, chopped off because of Nash but I feel like he might I mean I think you know Desmond Xavier Wesley whatever you want to call him um, will be just fine as a talent Um, obviously um, because he's you know from what we can tell there is nothing you know alleged against him he's very happily married at this point or engaged at least as far as I'm concerned Um, and yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where I think he'll be okay uh, overall as an athlete, as a wrestler. He may not necessarily get the opportunity to reach the dizzying heights, but there's no guarantee that MSK we're going to reach the dizzying heights. We've seen a lot of their high-end talent that have won titles, guys like Bronson Reed, cut just malicely without any kind of 
you know, forefront or any kind of thinking process. They just get rid of them, off you go. So there's nothing to say that that might not have happened to MSK later down the line. They might have just got bored of them and shifted them along. They might have just ended up being a joke team that only turned up on main event. You don't know what's really out there in the future. Um, these guys have an opportunity to shape their careers in so many different ways, and we don't know the ins and outs of what goes into the booking. What I can say is that, I thoroughly understand why decisions have been made, um, if that is to be the case. And obviously, like Cameron Anderson said so eloquently, you hope that both parties have an opportunity to heal, whether that be rehabilitation through a prison sentence, whether that be rehabilitation through therapy and whatever is needed to you know, survive um, being victimized. Whatever truth is there will eventually be found and justice will hopefully be served in that regard so we shall move on right let's move away from some of the more miserable topics and let's break down some very quick news because obviously it's wrestlemania fallout and obviously we covered wrestlemania and if you want to check that out you can do so by heading to our youtube or you can search WrestlePlug wherever you get your podcasts um did everyone enjoy logan paul at wrestlemania yeah i did more so- than i should have Ah, well, apparently, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, Carl Wilkinson's obviously up for this podcast, as you can tell. So apparently, Chairman Vince McMahon had a few words to say to the boxer after his bout. He said, um, your future is here. Trust me. That was it. Apparently, that's all he had to say. What do we think about the idea that Logan Paul's future belongs in sports entertainment, Cameron Anderson? Thanks the Goldberg match. That's what I want to know. Logan Paul versus Goldberg. Is that what you want? I think that that's the match. I think that Logan Paul is going to be the guy. Actually, maybe Jake will come in and form a tag team for a bit. But I think Logan Paul's our guy who's finally going to defeat the Tribal Chief at WrestleMania. I would. Uh, I think the Paul. <laughs> I um. I'd love to see the Paul brothers dethrone the Usos. Can you imagine the riot over that? Oh, my days. I mean... At least they can just beat Ray and Dominic again. Like, fuck Dominic. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Fuck Dominic. Not literally, obviously, because he still looks like a minor. But, I mean, you know, the Mysterio suck balls at this point. And anyone who thinks they're still good and still entertaining clearly is the kind of person who enjoys a lobotomy, probably. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, Carl Wilkinson... Logan Paul is a long-term wrestler. What do you think about that? I give credit where credit's due, and he did well at Mania, as much as I hate to admit, because I do think he is an actual piece-of-shit human being. Like, I, I, I'm not going to make any more jokes about what he did, because I've made too many, and I've made some dark ones that we can't talk about. But... Outtakes. Yeah, you got to pay for those. <laughs> but, like, if he's going to stick around... I guess I'm going to have to get used to it because, like, he's got the look. He is a big, strong, good-looking dude, even if he is a total piece of shit. So if, if – but even when Vince McMahon comes up, he goes, hey, your, your future's here. You got to at least take notice of that, regardless of the fact that, again, Vince is senile and doesn't understand what the stunner is anymore, which is probably the best part of WrestleMania weekend, by the way. Uh, oh, that was realistic selling. Pardon? That's that stunner from Vince. That was realistic selling. I reckon if I hit an 
eight-year-old man on the street with a stunner. That is exactly how it would go down. He would literally stagger back and fall over, yeah, and be like, oh. Uh, speaking of old men taking stunners, Jeremy Miller, you um, you want to uh, talk to us about what you think of Logan Paul and whether he should be a long-term wrestler in WWE? No. I think right. Logan Paul should go back to the boxing ring where he belongs and get his ass whooped. He doesn't belong in the boxing ring either, let's be honest. But it is what it is. It's all about Um, I think he gets lopped in with the same group as Conor McGregor, a novelty act that could show up to bring ratings to the product. I'm still holding out hope that Conor McGregor will turn up and knock out Becky Lynch and take her women's (laughs) bar. Uh, at some point, when she, if because she will eventually regain it, and when she does, that's when we need to unleash Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> so I hope you're a gambling man, Carl Wilkinson, because apparently, Bet Online released odds for Roman Reigns still being the WWE Champion or Universal Champion at the end of 2022, the year and lord of our savior, Roman Reigns. Reigns is favored to still be holding a top singles title in WWE at the end of the year at two to three on odds. His odds of not holding a top title in WWE, however, are 11 to 10. So there's not a great deal of difference there. So the big question, Carl Wilkinson, should Roman Reigns be your undisputed WWE Universal Champion going into 2023, still at no point dropping the belt throughout this calendar year? I don't have a problem with it. Uh but they need to build someone up to take it, to take one of them if they're still separate. I know they're, I think it's like the undisputed universal champion or something. It doesn't matter. They, they need to start building someone up to that level because you can't just have a guy sitting there forever and just, it's going to get boring eventually. He's already beat almost everyone there is to beat. I can, I can see Cameron Anderson's face and I know exactly what he's thinking. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna slap the Goldberg out of his mouth. That's, I was literally sitting there thinking, how long until someone recommends Goldberg to take the belts off of Roman Reigns? Um, so why not find out right now, Cameron Anderson? Same question to you: Should Roman Reigns be champion at the end of the year? I think the real question is: Should I put a hundred pounds on Roman keeping the belts? Because I reckon he will. Um, I think it'll be kind of silly if he loses it at anything but a mania. Like, we've had it for this long. Like, we need to just build it and we need to, you know, get that euphoric release of him losing the belts at a WrestleMania. <laughs> and it will be against my least favorite wrestler of last year and my current favorite wrestler of this year, Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, or, or, hear me out, Great Balls of Fire 2 against <laughs> Goldberg. Great Balls of Fire 2, and he will face Logan Paul in a 10-hour Iron Man match. I don't want to be rude, but Goldberg is a bigger draw than Cody Rhodes, just saying. Um, so, you know, just putting that out there. Jay Miller, um, you have terrible takes as well most of the time. So what do you think about the idea of Roman Reigns being champion until the end of this year at least and basically running for like two and a half years as the big dog and the tribal chief i agree a hundred percent i think roman holds the title until mania maybe gets shaky around royal rumble when a certain movie star shows back up 
and claims that he will be the tribal chief. So you think we're getting gonna put the Brad Pitt on the rock. Brad Pitt. We are getting Rock versus Roman at Mania. <laughs> nah, mate, Brad Pitt. Did you not pay attention? <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh, I thought it was Vin Diesel. Brad Pitt. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. That would have been oh, dressed as group. No, yeah. Jason Statham. Jason Statham could legitimately kick, I reckon, half the roster's ass. I believe that. I believe that. I genuinely do. But I want to. I would pay good money to see Jason Statham kick Dominic Mysterio in the face. I paid good money <laughs> to see that. Like, fuck Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Sorry, Dominic, if you ever watch this. I'm sure you're a lovely guy, but fuck you. You are literally as bland as a bag of shredded almonds, fam. Not interested. Not. Uh, notice how I said bag because peanuts belong in bags. Yeah, not cans, you fucking idiot, Miller. So, um, yeah. Um, Roman Reigns. I mean, personally, I would like to see him drop the belt before then. I worry that it will start getting a bit stale. And ultimately, I'd like to see him drop the belt to somebody who actually matters, not some AEW whingy reject like Cody Rhodes. So how about we put the belt on someone good like, oh, I don't know, Otis. Yes, the new I've Vader. Got a dark horse. How about Kevin I, Owens? Kevin Owens is the perfect guy to dethrone Roman Reigns, but He's already too big a star now that he's faced Steve Austin, and Roman Reigns can only hope to draw that level of money in a main event at WrestleMania. Problem is, people people remember Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns from last year. He he couldn't get it done, which was upsetting. But, I mean, a face turn from from KO right now, I think, would be brilliant because it gets him away from Ezekiel. So, <laughs> fuck you, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, <laughs> Tony, what's your name? Tony, <laughs> fuck you, Tony. Tony. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. That's the best thing I've ever seen. It's it's actually amazing. Like, I'm so happy I put that in WrestleBot. Do you know what? I have to give credit where he's due. Astrid sent it to me. Astrid Bizarro. She found it on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I was just like, that's going straight on the WrestleBlog. For anyone who hasn't seen it, head to WrestleBlog's Facebook page and have a look at uh, one of our latest videos to see what TikTok and WWE can do when they are combined. Or indeed, you can follow WrestleBlog Pod on TikTok, which is, I'm not sure how good an idea this is going to be, but we now have a TikTok. Yes, we do. Oh, fuck me. Now, we mentioned Cody Rhodes, some scrub from AEW who has a... Well, I quote Kane, the virus Kane Michael, when I say that he has a tattoo that looks like it deserves a cheese grater. (laughs) But uh, WWE star Cody Rhodes has talked quite a bit this week about his return to WWE. Uh, He was appearing on WWE's The Bump and was asked again what brought about the return. His simple answer was, it was just time. I don't really know how else to put it. It really was time. I loved what I had been doing. I'm so proud of it. I know people aren't living under a rock. I had come from another company that I loved everything about it, but I needed to move forward. And I got to elaborate a little on that on Raw, which was amazing because I was just able to go out and speak in an unscripted Raw fashion and tell a story about my dad that not everybody knows. Some fans know because I posted about it. I actually have the title I spoke about, but not everyone knows that story, which was my original impetus and whole origin story of wanting to be a wrestler. So Cody Rhodes pretty much put to bed the fact that there was no real kind of malice. There was no issues that much in AEW. He did feel that him and Tony Khan were drifting apart as personalities. But overall, not a great deal that he felt was a huge issue. Um, 
Jay Miller, you love a conspiracy theory, don't you? You're the person who said that um, Jay Cargill only won the TBS championship to cover up for the fact that Tony Khan is a rampant racist. So, And uh, if you don't believe me, feel free to go back through the catalogue of wrestling addresses. Maybe we call it the state of it because the state of your terrible opinions, sir. But nonetheless, um, all hatred of black people aside that Jay Miller holds, can you explain to me... Sorry, Tony Khan, not Jay Miller. It's just natural to lump, you know, white trash in with everybody else, I guess. Sorry, Tony, you fucking retard. Here's what it is. Um, hate Tony Khan, never going to work for AEW, don't care. Sorry, Jackson Arrow, I know you want to work for AEW because you're a mark, but it is what it is. So, uh, Jeremy Miller, tell me, is Cody Rhodes back solely for that reason? Or do you think there's foul business of play? I think he came back for the money. Yeah, pretty well, much. Full stop. I think he came back for the money. Are you saying and... Tony Khan's fat broke? That he's a broke bitch? That he's basic? No, he I'm saying Cody Rhodes. Vince... No, I'm saying Vince gave him a big figure, and Co- and Tony's like, you know, I can't, I can't deal with that right now. I'm trying to sign other guys. I, I just can't put that money on to you. I can't put. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm pretty sure he just dropped a million on Christian Cage, who has essentially become a babysitter for a dinosaur and a young child with curly hair. So no idea why you'd have a problem paying that. And second of all, Cameron Anderson is holding up the iconic HP source, which, of course, (laughs) Jay Miller will be forced to down in about three weeks, ladies and gentlemen, unless Mustafa Ali causes the ultimate stunning shock and wins either the United States or Intercontinental Championship in the next three weeks. And look out for the big surprise at the end of this podcast, because yours truly is going to suffer. Would you put that fucking bottle down? It's annoying me. Um, I just want to say, no, I just want to say quickly that this fossil, the original, the best HP Brown source, will be going down my throat if either Ezekiel or Brad Pitt, I think they're going to face each other in the main event of WrestleMania next year. What you're saying is, before you speak, are you saying you're going to down HP Source if Brad Pitt or Ezekiel are in the main event of WrestleMania? (laughs) No, I I think they're going to. I think it's going to be those two against each other in the main event. What? And if it is, you're going to down that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting it all on the line for this prediction. One year's time, Cameron Anderson to down HP Source. One one year in the making. (laughs) One year in the making. Cameron Anderson versus a bottle of HP Source, and we'll do it at CWP Reborn 2. Yeah, no, we'll do it live in the ring. Cameron Anderson, seeing as you're talking bollocks, um, how about you? Do you think that Cody Rhodes? literally just came back to honor his father as he says or is there more play um then i all right good hustle son (laughs) really glad we could have this talk that's really insightful (laughs) thanks buddy fucking useless honestly i hope you're going to bring more to your promos against the knobs than you did with that mate we'll talk about that in a bit because that's news as well carl wilkinson is cody rhodes back because of the money, is he back because he got upset by the Young Bucks? Maybe he fell out with somebody, or is he just back because he wants to be the best and he wants to be WWE Universal Champion? I don't think it's just any one of those factors. I think there is a combination of those things. Like you say, he was kind of disconnected with Tony Khan because how couldn't you? He's a cunt. I mean, he, he couldn't be a world champion in his own company. 
I understand that was probably his decision to make, but when you're a wrestler and you don't want to be world champion, you're not in the right business, right? You, you, couldn't, so, you couldn't be world champion in his own company. It's funny. Remember, you'd think as a VP, you'd have no problem putting a belt on himself like all the others did. Exactly. <clears throat> but he was true to his word. He never challenged for it again. But at some point, that itch needs to be scratched. And if you're not going to be in Jacksonville, you're going to be in Stamford. I've got no issue with whatever reason Cody Rhodes used to come back. I thought his promo on Raw was really great. It was really emotional. I mean, anything involving Dusty just hits different. Second biggest highlight on Raw, other than Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you, Ezekiel. Fuck you, but, Tony. <laughs> like I say, it doesn't matter why he's back. He is, and I think he's going to be an incredible asset for this company right now. Yeah, I cannot wait for him to be IC champion in about a year's time and Miller saying he won't be IC champion and then Miller has to down another bottle of HP source for whatever reason that might be because ultimately, well, it'll be A1 source for him because he's a homeless little fuck who works at Dollar General. So, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. Um, apparently, Seth Rollins believes three-hour version of WWE Raw is obnoxiously long in a recent interview with SI Media, that's Sports Illustrated, by the way, I believe, SI Media podcast, Seth Rollins, Detail why he's not a fan of the three-hour format. I think a three-hour show is just obnoxiously long every week, Rollins admitted. Everything gets stretched out, you know, and you've got to cram. You've got to fill three hours of television. There's just nothing to be done. You know, that's just how it is. So I think two hours is a beautiful kind of number for a pro wrestling show, and I think it's easier to make everything mean a little bit more. So let's get back into this bullshit, shall we? Three-hour raw. Cameron Anderson. Happy with a three-hour Raw? Because ultimately, WWE are saying it's never going to go away because we make too much money from sponsorships. Stop yawning, Carl Wilkinson. Yeah, now the man is spitting facts. Three hours is pretty long. Um, I watched Raw this week, but I've actually only watched the first hour. But um, yeah, no, three hours is very long. I feel like there's no way I can concentrate on a show for that long and commit to that every week. Uh, I think if I am going to watch Raw, it's just going to be his background filler noise. Jay Miller, three hours, yeah or no? The only three-hour Raw I want is oh. in a whole other situation. But no. Wow. Three hours of Raw is too much. Again. Oh, fuck off. Release this man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Seriously, mate, pace yourself, honestly. Carl uh, Wilkinson, three-hour Raw. Is it time to put this fucking garbage to bed? It should have been put out to pasture years ago. Yeah. I understand the money behind it. I get it. But three hours is a... Watching Lord of the Rings every week is a fucking chore. Uh, not the editor's edition, though, is it? Come on. Director's oh, I mean... cut, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, that's different. But... Return of the King director's cut is six hours long. That's fucking disgusting. Great. It's great, though. It's, it is. But it's that's because it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining yeah, it's for six, six hours. hours long. That, that, who's got six hours to kill? I mean, your missus. Um, oh, 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 Raw oh, is oh. just... Oh, yeah, we're going there. Cameron Anson was oh, amazingly oh. straight-faced there. He was like, yeah, no, I don't want none of that. Um, but, yeah, nobody wants it. And just like that, just like he doesn't want six hours of Jamin as misses, we certainly don't want three hours of WWE Raw. W Jules. Um, so, yeah, no, it is what it is, mate. Um, just 
fuck Raw, basically. Raw's fucking shit. We were, me and Carl watched it this week. We were excited. We were like, yes, fucking post wrestling. For some reason, Dickhead, it was like, I'm actually excited. It's going to be good because WrestleMania was great. Jay Miller's shaking his head, but let's be honest. He had dick in hand, ready for the return of Veer Mahan. So he can fucking talk all he wants. Um, that was great. Is, that was great. Raw sucked a dick. Well, the only thing that was great about it was Fightful's fucking article, which came out afterwards, where they said, <laughs> and I quote, Veer Mahan comes on, comes hard at Dominic Mysterio, um, then goes after, um, yeah, no, just, yeah, no. Just, just He's like, Mahan. comes hard at Dominic Mysterio, forces him to submit, like, smack down. <laughs> Forces Mysterio, Dominic's father, to submit. Like, yeah, no, just, yeah, doing things that ultimately, apparently, somebody else has been released for. So, you know what? Not great. Not a great look, Fightful. Maybe uh, maybe you want to sort out your shit, a bit like Cameron Anderson's camera, but it is what it is. So, um, unfortunately, uh, there has been an article that has just dropped um, about NXT Tag Team Champion Nash Carter. Uh, he was let go on Wednesday. The release happened in the aftermath of Carter's wife uh, alleging abuse, as we've spoken. Um, Carter's release has led to a few former and current wrestlers chiming in with their thoughts. While Carlito joked that WWE should have also released Joe Gacy and Harlan for kayfabe kidnapping WWE Hall of Famer Rick Steiner on NXT this week. We'll get to that. Um, thank you very much, by the way, Cameron Anderson. We will read that in a moment. Um, Carter's release uh, was also mentioned by uh, JTG, who tweeted uh, to Carter, keep your head up. Um, Nikita Lyons tweeted, the truth always prevails. Uh, at one point, Enzo Amore began trending on Twitter as fans likened Carter's WWE release to Amore's departure from the company in 2018. As of this writing, neither Nash, Carter, nor the WWE has still commented on the release. Um, but there are many things, including Carlito, continuously uh, talking on the internet and other people leaving certain things out there. Also, Kimberly has responded. What do we think about the fact that... Um, Carl Wilkinson, what do we think about the fact that people are basically, you know, they're employees here, maybe suggesting that... Foul play is afoot. I mean, that's a dangerous move for people who are just starting in their career. Yeah. Stuff like this, we kind of mentioned it earlier. You can't... You don't need to put any dogs in this fight. Like, I understand, like, that they're your friend. Like, he, you know, he's a friend, a co-worker. I understand that. But you need to let him sort that out. Like, make sure he's doing it all that. You get yourself involved. That puts you at risk as well. You can say the wrong thing at the wrong time. It doesn't matter how well-intentioned it is. Someone can find and go, oh, they support a rapist. And then you're just gone and you're branded, potentially blacklisted. It just, you, it, if, unless it involves you personally, just like support your friends in silence or like personally. You don't need to broadcast it on Twitter because it's a fucking shithole as it is. Yeah, Cameron Anderson, thoughts on potential WWE megastars in the future, particularly someone like Nikita Lyons, tweeting what may be deemed to be defensive remarks for Nash Carter. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think realistically, how well can you truly know someone, especially like, I don't know if you only see them at work. Um, I, I just think 
we, we need to just let this one play out rather than just jumping on the defence um, bandwagon. Um, but I will say, if you if you are going to kidnap a Hall of Famer like Rick Steiner, then I believe fair enough you should be released for that. Um, it's not okay thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, on a much lighter note, what do we think about the fact that Rick Steiner was indeed abducted and held hostage in what looks like an incredibly fake steel cage at the end of NXT 2.0 by Joe Gacy and Harland while Ron Breaker was forced to watch on in the ring? <laughs> no, not, not feeling that. Not feeling it's, that? I, I just think... I, I know I don't think it's the right thing to do. Like, um, you know, Rick Stein has been through it for a lot of years, and I think you know he's the last person that we should be kidnapping and holding in a cage. Um, you know, there's more worthy people such as Ebenezer the Geezer. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Patience, patience. But uh, to be uh, honest, I have to ask the question to the room: What is more unsettling, Rick Steiner being locked in a cage and forced to do unspeakable things to save his son's credibility as a wrestler, or Veer Mahan coming hard on Dominic Mysterio, forcing him to submit, and then unloading on Rey Mysterio on the four four WWE Raw episode? What do we think, boys? Veer Mahan being somewhat aggressive with a young man and his dad <laughs> or Rick Steiner, his dad and a young man. Um, what, what are we going for? What's more unsettling? Well, I mean, this, these are both situations I can relate to. Like I have, you know, in the past beaten down a young man and his father, uh, as well as that kidnapped someone's father and, you know, made them do demeaning tasks in order to uh, keep their son's legacy intact. So these are both situations that I can very much relate to personally. Premier Promotions is really ramping up their storytelling. <laughs> oh, wow. They're never going to be back. They're never going to be back. Hi, Tate Mayfairs. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that instead. Tate Mayfairs on NXT UK. This is something that basically only me and Cameron Anderson will be able to talk about because, unfortunately... Carl Wilkinson and Jay Miller probably don't watch NXT UK or certainly didn't watch it last week and also don't really know sort of all about British wrestling. Well, Carl knows a fair bit because he actually goes to watch independent wrestling. Jay Miller is too busy buggering some local attendant in the Dollar General store. So, uh, Cameron Anderson, what do we think about Tate Mayfair's debuting on NXT UK? Yeah, nice. I did watch it. Um, it was very cool. He did get a W over Kenny Williams. Uh, thanks for an assist from Sam Gradwell. And yeah, it's, it's great to see. You know, he comes out and you're just thinking, oh, they're setting him up for a fall here. You know, no entrance, no music. But no, I guess that, you know, that is the true definition of Tateness's greatness because he eked out a win when the odds were stacked against him. And I think that just says all it needs. He needs a contract he and does. he needs a straightaway push. He Maybe does. this is our guy. This is our guy. Tate Mayfair's, ladies and gentlemen, debuted on NXT UK last week, a man that I regularly work with on independent shows, someone I'm very proud of, a good friend. And then literally two, three days later, he was squaring off with this guy, Cameron Anderson, uh, in a Royal Rumble for Premier Promotions. So Cameron Anderson's being humble, but he did indeed share the ring with a WWE superstar this weekend, which is very cool. So congratulations, young man. 
you're definitely on your way, hopefully, as long as obviously nobody from Premier Promotions listens to this podcast. Um, and if they do, I am happy to take the entire fall on that one. Cameron Anderson indeed has never come hard on Dominic Mysterio. Um, so moving on to other news, what do we think about the fact that apparently Rako Gonzalez and LA Knight are primed and ready for call-ups to either Raw or SmackDown? However, there is some discussion that LA Knight will potentially be used in a managerial role instead of a wrestling Roll. Let's start with you, Carl Wilkinson. I mean, it would make sense considering Raquel and Dakota Kai won the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships on Saturday and then lost them three days later. <clears throat> Let's play hot potato with those pieces of shit. Good, good call. Um, but I think she's great. I think the I think the women need another powerhouse on the main roster because they don't really have any. I mean. I bet you must be of the opinion, Carl Wilkinson, that um, whoever dates Raquel Gonzalez must be a hell of a man. I would disagree with that entirely. Kyle. I know who it is. I don't give a shit. Kyle. You know who it is, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's no, too busy okay. controlling her narrative. Oh, ah! you need to control your own narrative. <laughs> yeah, he does. Cameron Anderson, LA Knight, manager, yeah or no? Yeah, I mean great talker really great talker but i feel like you're probably um you know missing a trick if you're not going to have him wrestle like i mean i thought he was great uh in nxt um he ended up turning baby face and i don't think that was intentional i just think he was so good on the mic you can you know you can help but get endeared to him uh fantastic in nwa as well when i used to watch that every week on youtube so yeah i mean I just think he's definitely someone I would have between the ropes as opposed to at ringside managing. Yeah, Jay Miller, same question. Raquel Gonzalez, yes. I could see her getting a push, kind of like Rhea Ripley, going up against Charlotte Flair. I think that would be an amazing match, and I would pay money to see it. L.A. Knight? Unless they're going to use him in a managerial role like they do MVP, fuck that. Put that man in the ring where he belongs. He's got charisma. I would love to see LA Knight and The Miz go at each other in a battle of a promo. And I want to see it so bad because I think it would be amazing. Yeah. I mean... He should be. I'm sorry, but he's too good to not be wrestling. Although I will say one thing: I thought his match with Volta, not his slave name, was um, <laughs> thoroughly uninspiring. Um, so, yeah, I would argue the worst match to stand and deliver, in my opinion. Um, and they had a match. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> exactly. Welcome, welcome to the biz, kid. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not fantastic uh moving on very quickly so don't fucking drag this one out adam cole will face hangman page again for the AEW world title in a texas death match because it will take place april the 15th on aew rampage do we think uh that's fine adam cole right choice to face hangman page again as the next contender no no what you got no it's not well it's, i saw a tweet i don't know if it was by so no credit sorry Sucks to be you, I guess. But it was saying, like, can you imagine if Akira Tozawa just beat Seth Rollins 
and then Seth Rollins just got two world title shots because of that. Like it's it's so dumb. I say give a world title shot to MJF, even though he lost actually. So it's only one man really you can face him, but we'll get to that. Jay Miller, you are unapologetically Tony Khan's twink. Um, do you enjoy the idea of Adam Cole facing Hangman Page again? Absolutely. No, he's already lost twice. Yeah, I know. You're like, absolutely and when you lose to Orange Cassidy, you lose all credibility. I adore Adam Cole. He is incredible. But you lose to Orange Cassidy, like, I don't give a shit about you. What do you think about that, Jay Miller? What do you think about your boy? Your boy, Adam Cole Pro, getting jobbed out by a geezer who puts his hands in his pockets and has a wank into a mimosa tank. What do you think about that, huh? I think that Adam Cole is going to get righted at this death match. He's going to win the world yeah, title. Yeah, right it off. Uh, he's going to win the world title. Let Adam Page, I don't know, simmer a little bit. Or they're going to let him lose again and then set up Page versus CM Punk. Here's about the head. Wow, that's... um. Once again, a terrible opinion, but it is what it is. Uh, very well, quickly. Even, Punk has said he wants the title. And I want a million dollars. Yeah, and then I want to have sex with Liv Morgan. So we're all just stating things that shouldn't happen or probably never will happen. So it is what it is. Uh, pretty Deadly arrived on WWE NXT 2.0 for anyone who noticed. Post-stand and deliver edition of NXT, the Creed brothers defeated Imperium's Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. The finish saw Brutus Creed and Julius Creed double-team Bartel, lucky boy, after Eichner walked out of the match, apparently frustrated at Bartel over some miscommunication issues. After the match, Malcolm Bivens and the Creed brothers stood tall until two-headed men, two-hooded men, excuse me, entered the ring from behind and dropped the brothers with steel chair shots. These were the same mystery men who recently vandalized the Diamond Mine Dojo and attacked the Creed Brothers backstage. The Mystery Men stood over Brutus and Julius, then revealed themselves to be NXT UK's Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly laid out the Creed Brothers. They used to be known as Lewis Howley and Sam Stoker. They are now known as Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. However, they will retain the tag team name Pretty Deadly. Cameron Anderson, British wrestling yeah, again, so baby. <clears throat> Yeah, first of all, I just want to think, you know, like I need to have my own sort of dojo. The Diamond Mine got their dojo. I need my own to train. Um, at the moment, I'm just training out of like a yoga studio. What are you, um, um, you going to call your dojo? Because they got the Diamond Mine dojo. What are you, what's yours going to be called? The Cream Condo? Yeah, Cream Valley Dojo. Um, but that's beside the point. I think this Cream is pretty Camp? cool. Um, no, I don't know about that one. don't know. <laughs> Brings back memories of Pat Patterson, doesn't it? I'm not going to go there. But, yeah, I think um, it's pretty great to see them going over. I think they kind of did everything in NXT UK. Um, do I like the name changes? Yeah. I like Kit yeah, Wilson. I wasn't just... Big fan yeah, of Kit, Kit Wilson. Wilson's cool. Elton I Prince. Like, um, Dumb dickhead. Elton Prince. Man's named after two of the greatest recording artists of all time. That is true. But that he is, is destined true. for greatness. That is very, very true. Very, very true. Um, yeah, Carl Wilkinson, just briefly, you're happy to see a brand new tag team enter the fold of what is already a pretty stacked tag team division. Well, I mean, considering 
now that we don't know what's going to happen with the NXT Tag Team Championships, it's nice to have that injection of new blood. I'm excited to see these guys because, like you said, I've never watched NXT UK. It's it's on at a good time for you guys. It's on at three in the afternoon over here, so it's just it's not. You know, you can just watch it back at your leisure, like on the network. Yeah, but Cyberpunk. Stop playing Cyberpunk all day, every day. No, it's it's great. That's my fault. I'm the one who told you to buy it. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. Um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I I think it's good. Jay Miller, you don't really know anything about wrestling, but have you seen Pretty Deadly? I have seen Pretty Deadly, and I think it's going to be a good thing that Pretty Deadly is in here because Imperium is split. MSK are gone. Now we have to have somebody go up for the tag titles. Obviously, the Creed brothers and Pretty Deadly would be a great match. Once again, Ikemen Yuro and the other Japanese geezer, I've totally forgotten his name, totally overlooked. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? I swear, Kushida, that's it. Him, that guy who was famous in NJPW and is now a total scrub. Yeah, that, those guys, yeah. Ikemen Yuro. Ikemen no, full, full disclosure, Ikemen Euro is fucking garbage. And honestly, I hope he is found in a garbage can looking for scraps because you suck, sir. Your gimmick sucks. You're terrible. You're almost as bad as the schoolgirl, Saray. Oh, dear oh. God. That is something I could spend hours talking or, about. Or when we do in the fucking nighty. Hey, hey. That's funny, though. Yeah, that's money. <laughs> that's that's funny good. money. It's funny money, dude. Shut up. Funny money. Like the Canadian loony. <laughs> well, yeah. To be fair, the Canadian dollar is hilariously bad. So It's hilariously named. <laughs> I'd still live in Canada over America, though, because as a brown man, I don't want to get kicked the shit out of. I mean, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That might be my favorite comment you've ever made. Yeah, same. <laughs> As a brown man myself in Canada, clearly brown. Very brown yeah, dude, indeed. Can you not see my color? What do you mean? I know, right? I oh, Mate, you just bleed red and white, baby. And that's all it is. All it red. is. You just yeah. bleed maple syrup, fam. That's how we do here. That's how we do. Jay Miller, stop shaking your head. You're just thinking about Saray as a schoolgirl. We know what you're up to. Right, not too much to go, boys. And then we can just talk bollocks, which is kind of what we do most of the time. So WWE Raw after WrestleMania drew the best viewership in more than one year. Just quickly, uh, it drew 2.3 million viewers for its final week in the first hour. It then drew, I believe, uh, 2.1 million for the second hour and 1.8 million for the third hour, which goes to show that Ezekiel is not money. Um, However... (laughs) Um, it is the biggest raw rating for over a year. Carl Wilkinson, impressive or just to be expected considering all the crazy shit they did at WrestleMania? I mean, it's definitely to be expected because they've started playing up how big the raw after Mania is. This one was definitely a letdown. Like they built it up like, you know, Cody will be here. Roman will be here. We're going to do all this cool shit. And then they did like two cool things. Like, Roman's like, yeah, I'm the champ now. Come watch me on SmackDown. Then I'll say what I need to say. It's like, okay, then why'd you come out here at all? They, they definitely played up the fact that, yeah, all the WrestleMania fans are still here. <clears throat> They're going to have a great time. Do a flip. And now they brought them all in. And now 
good luck retaining them because <laughs> your hardened fans are disappointed. The new fans will go, what the fuck is this? Jeremy Miller, impressive or not? No, because I think the ratings are inflated because of the Raw after WrestleMania. I'd love to see how many people cut their feed after uh, Cody's promo. I think, uh, if anything, they would have cut their feed after... Well, they would have cut something, at least, after probably watching Ezekiel's debut. It is what it is. Cameron Anderson... um, whether you like it or not, Raw had its biggest rating for over a year. Is that a sign of things to come, or is that just pure luck based off of WrestleMania? Well, I can say it wasn't me. Uh, I pirate Raw. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, <laughs> I just want to say... Uh, I mean, I, I did for I about five say, years, so I ain't changed it. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't want to turn on the telly. I can just go on websites. Why would I give anyway, BT my money when I could pay hookers for that shit? Like, useless. Free hours actually, of Raw. There's only one person who's doing that for me, honey, and that's Liv Morgan. <laughs> actually, at a training session, someone once said, like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't say you pirate wrestling, because then like the promoters are going to get mad. I'm like, I mean, there's a difference between promoting, like, an indie, sh- like, pirating an indie show. I think you're going to get a DM pirating. from man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I'm, I'm pirating Billionaire Vince. You're going to pay sure your $10, you, know, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, oh, let me tell you no. something. If you want a future in this business, you'll it. pay your fucking network <laughs> subscription. You suck of shit. You get signed oh, and then this comes up. They're like, this guy pirated for years. Yep, I can't wait. If you ever get signed in the future, which could be very possible with the amount of work you put in, I am legitimately Mate, just going to leak. All of a sudden, the wrestle plug is either going to be censored and silenced by a court order, or someone's getting the burial. It depends how well you treat it, here, mate, innit? Um, yeah, nah, I should also I'm point cooked. out... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I should also point out that um, oh, oh, Carl's going to be excited about this news. Did you see the news about Raw's commentary team, Carl Wilkinson? Oh, yeah. WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler is set to return to Raw commentary next week. He appeared on Raw Talk last night and revealed to Matt Camp and Jackie Redmond that he will work Raw commentary for a few weeks to replace Corey Graves while Graves is on his honeymoon with Carmella. Carl Wilkinson, are you excited about the return of the alleged paedophile? Ah, you might be surprised here, but no, I don't give a shit about Jerry Lawler. I haven't given a shit about Jerry Lawler since like 2003. I just, I don't care. He doesn't add anything to the product anymore. Like the heel commentator thing. He adds to some products, but it ain't that product. the, The heel commentator thing, it's not as effective as it used to be. I think Corey Grace can still get some decent heat just because people hate him for some reason. But that's because they hate him on screen. And I hate Jerry Lawler for, you know, touching little girls. So, like, I just, I don't care. Seems quite reasonable. Jeremy Miller, this must be a very touchy subject for you. See what I did there? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, hi, hi, hi. I wonder if you'll listen to this or not. Uh, Jeremy Miller, you share many things with Jerry Lawler. Um, that suspicious gaze, that strange name, that propensity for Girl Scout cookies that you seem to stockpile in your house at all times. Um, while Cameron Anderson I have a daughter. Fuck go down the tube, 
Um, would you like to explain to us whether you are happy that your father will be back on commentary on Raw? Oh, my fucking God. Um, no, I'd rather have JBL. Oh, good. Another person who likes fingering young boys' bums. That's just what we need. Allegedly. I, I, I think... Yeah. yeah, Jeremy Miller is the only person who can upgrade a potential pedophile with somebody who is another potential but larger pedophile. Brilliant. Like, he's just like, well, we could bring back all sorts of people. We could put, put Paul Heyman on there. That'd be good money, wouldn't it? Hell, we could coax JR back from AEW. Or we could get the six for eight Texan who allegedly sticks his fingers up Brian Kendrick's bum. How about that? Great idea. She's unbelievable. Christ. This is, and you wonder why you get such a roasting at times, really. JBL, honestly. My God, seriously, no. Just call up Vic Joseph for fuck's sake. <laughs> somebody please improve this god awful show um i probably just won't watch raw for the next three or four weeks someone let me know if something good happens cameron anderson excited about the idea of jerry lawler coming back because even though you are young you probably have scoured the wrestling tapes and the uh, archives because you are obviously a student of the game and you'll know who jerry lawler is of course yeah you know um you know who loves jerry lawler but it's George Will. Quittles. Yeah. It's the Quittles. They the Quittles. adore that match. Yeah, that's because no, they enjoy being touched inappropriately in dark places. Like That's probably why they, you can play this back to them. I love how your face was like somewhat disgusted, but then you were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 nah, fair enough. Yeah, Will's probably like being fingered in alleys. It's cool. Um, you know, I mean, George, definitely. And at this point, when you ain't got a job, son, got to make that bank somehow and yeah let's be fair so if you gotta go if you gotta go full mark Wahlberg at the end of boogie nights i thoroughly understand bruv get in that taxi cab and make that shit work um <laughs> there's a reference that something well people currently googling boogie nights enjoy that scene yeah um yeah no jerry lauder can go fuck himself that's all i have to say on the matter he's a fucking greasy old prick however do respect all his contributions to the business so there is that um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know i mean the andy kaufman stuff was good shit but you know you are allegedly an absolutely fucking awful human being and i know they're just allegations but it's very hard to look past them so uh i look forward to all the hate mail i'm gonna get for this what do we think about um the house of black carl wilkinson have you been a fan of this gimmick on AEW? Uh, i don't watch a shit product so i have no idea what you're talking okay, about hey so um what do you think about Brody King, member of the House of Black, taking a shot at Edge and Damian Priest's new faction on Twitter, saying when you order House of Black on Wish, and then after getting his Twitter feed summarily blown up with probably more fucking attention than he's ever gotten wrestling for PWG and other smaller independent promotions, then apologizing and saying it was just a joke, fam. It was just a prank, bro. Just a prank, bro. Just having a good giggle. I, Just a good joke like, amongst bros. I, I don't know who Brody King is. I don't particularly care. Nobody does. I, I know, like, you know, Malachi Black, Alistair Black. Of course, he was, Miller does. Look at him. He was oh, cool Miller's for, like, like 10 <laughs> seconds <laughs> in NXT. <laughs> but I'll take Edge of Davy Priest over House of Black any day of the week and twice on Sunday because it's fucking Edge. Yeah, so, Jay Miller, this is an opportunity for you to truly, truly piss off the world. Who do you prefer, Edge and Damian Priest or former WWE employees Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy and some fat guy from the Indies? Oh, my God. Um, well, 
I prefer Edge and Damian Priest, but I want to defend Brody King. Yeah. Everybody has done one of these stupid things. Um, Batista has put out when, uh, what was it, Tiger King came out, and Joe Exotic's fucking boyfriend looked just like him, only with a smile that was gapped like fucking, you know, Timbuktu. And it said, Batista on Wish. And he liked the tweet. He laughed it off. Yeah, but Batista is also a multi, 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 multi millionaire megastar from the movie industry who was also a multiple time world champion. He didn't look like some fucking outtake special from Prison Break season three. Like, yo, if Brody King listens to this, I'm sure he's a very talented wrestler. In fact, I've actually seen him work Ring of Honor. He is talented. But when you have, yeah, it is a joke, mate. It probably, you're going to say it's a joke after you get a load of heat. The bottom line is you slagged off a Hall of Famer like Edge. You'd be lucky to carry his bags. Let's be real, fam. You'd be lucky to carry his fucking bags. And I'm sure Edge doesn't give a shit because he's too busy chilling with his hot wife, his beautiful children, and his big-ass fucking house in the hills with his millions of dollars. Millions upon millions of dollars. And also, um, from what I can tell, a suspiciously lower BMI. So, you know what? Keep chatting shit, son. Um, Cameron Anderson, any thoughts on Brody King taking shots on Twitter at the Edge's faction? Yeah, so um, Brody King, he took an L. He did. Um, a big fat he one when he signed for AEW. <laughs> um, yeah, man got rinsed. Um, and I, I like Murphy. I like Alistair Black. I don't really know Brody King that well. So, Nobody does. You know, no, I, I bet he's a good wrestler in that. Um, but, you know, best of luck like Jerry Lawler ones, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, like all great wrestlers. I mean, Aaron Cruz is a good wrestler, but he's still a little fucking bitch. That's my tag partner, man. Yeah, you yeah whose fault is that? This is next. Get ready. This is next. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, do you know what? Fuck it. He's mentioned it. So, CWP has a show at the end of the month. Carl Wilkinson will be excited about this because he's a big fucking fan of Robbie Nitro because he obviously has no taste, which is a shame. Um, That's weird. I love potatoes. I, I mean, we all love spuds, but, you know, I don't really want to see a human being that is 80% made of one. That's just embarrassing. However, CWP, Charity Wrestling Promotion, presents Redemption at the end of this month, April the 30th. It will be at Lord's Hill Academy in Southampton. That is off of Romsey Road. It will start at a prompt 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. And we already have two matches announced. We have... Scott Jones versus the Wolf of Brawl Street, Alexander Roth. Oh, baby, that is going to fucking slap two world-class wrestlers going at it with the potential of one of them becoming number one contender. However, speaking of the number one contenders, the tag team titles severely need a boost, particularly after the retired pirate left the organization. And of course, that means that the knobs pairing of Dirty Dave Dennis and Ebenezer the Geezer will face my wrestling sons Aaron Cruz and Cameron Anderson who will be known as the Bromance for the opportunity to be the number one contenders for the tag team championships currently held by a giant potato and a midget called Johnny Rocket. Are you Cameron Anderson ready to face the knobs and finally put Promise to your words about drive-by shooting Ebenezer the geezer. 
Yo, so I've actually been waiting for this to be announced for uh, a long time. Uh, I've wanted this match for a while just because, you know, I've got no respect for the knobs. I thought they did at CWP Reborn, you know, booting the crap out of me, throwing me out the ring. You know, my family was embarrassed when I got thrown out the ring by the knobs in 20 seconds in the rumble. And I'm not going to let my family down again, am I? So I say we add a little asterisk to this match. And we say loser gets one of these. Loser gets a HP source to the face, a HP source bath, if you will. Oh, HP saucing. Carl Wilkinson, you're invested in CWP. You've done watch-alongs with me. You've seen all the boys in action. You know Dirty Davis, the infamous scramble match, which upset a lot of old men. Um, let's be real, man. Do you think Cameron Anderson and Aaron Cruz have a chance of knocking off the nasty old boys, yes, indeed, the knobs at CWP Redemption? It's hard not oh, to I'm have... I'm right here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to have faith in my boy, you know? It's it's definitely something I'd like to see, but the, those dirty dastardly knobs, dude, you got you got to kick them right in the dick. Can't let them get ahead of you. Yeah, you want some advice, son? Stoop to their level. Oh, play dirty, Stoop man. To their level, yo. And if Mike Mason's the referee, I gotta be honest, he won't see jack shit anyway because he's an old fucking fool. So yeah. you know what? Fuck their asses up. Yo, this is this is difficult for me. It's my wrestling brethren versus my wrestling sons. Like Cameron Anderson and Aaron Cruz have been brought up in the house of Egyptian death machine. And I expect to see violence. And I expect to see you unleash. I expect you to do a full Veer Mahan here and come hard on the knobs. <laughs> That's exactly what I expect from you. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Miller, I won't even bother asking you because you don't have a fucking clue what's going on right now. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, have you watched the CWP match, Jeremy Miller? No, it's fine. I get it. He didn't watch it. He did not watch it. (laughs) I didn't watch it. What a a shit answer to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just some wrestles and things. And you know what? You just keep sucking at the teat of Brody King and see how that works out for you, sunshine. Meanwhile, in the real world where we earn serious bank, (laughs) um, yeah, CWP Redemption, April 30th. There will be more matches announced. I have it on good authority. It will be a six-match card. There will be a pre-show available on the YouTube channel. There will be a review available on the YouTube channel, as well as all six matches in full, free to air after the event. But if you want to see it live, which is the best way to do it, you're going to have to buy yourself a ticket. It's £10 for adults. It's £5 for children. You can either buy them on the door, or you can email charitywrestling at yahoo.com and pre-order your tickets and ensure your seat for the big event. But there's plenty of seats available at the Oasis Hub. We expect to see you guys packing it out in Southampton. And of course, as I always like to say, good luck, CWP. Fuck you, Robbie Nitro. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Not much else really to talk about. Jay Miller, seeing as you don't have a fucking clue about the British independence scene, is there anything you'd like to talk about while you're on the podcast? No, I'm I'm pretty uh I'm pretty satisfied with what we've talked about so far. Are we? You're you're pretty satisfied with you know being related to Ball to Jerry Lawler. You're satisfied by that, yeah. I mean, of course that's not true, but you know, hey. Well, you say that. I mean, Viking resemblance. We all play a character, I guess. I'm that guy. You're that. You're that. So that's your character in wrestling, is it? Being a suspected. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's unfortunate. I mean, 
I'm sure I'm sure it worked for somebody, and I'm sure Jimmy Savile at some point was a professional wrestler, so whatever. Uh, Cameron Anson, go on an opportunity to talk about anything before you fucking stack it and bail out. Oh man, I'm losing it. I just want to see this HP source. HP source. That's pretty much what everyone's here for, isn't it? That's what they're here for. Uh, Carl Wilkinson, anything you want to talk about? Uh, You know, it's been first week back at work since COVID. It's been a rough week, to say the least. (laughs) But, you know, slowly getting back in there. I didn't die on you guys because I know everyone needs me around here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, sorely on this podcast, you are needed. Sorely. Like, holy cow. Because, honestly, Miller over there, I mean... Um, he's the only one who looks like he's in Joseph Fritzl's basement. Cameron Anderson looks like an estate agent that's decided to just shack up for the night in an empty <laughs> house. Um, and, you know, I just look like, I don't know, a terrorist. So, um, well, with all due respect, ladies and gentlemen, there is just one more bit of business available before we wrap this shit up. And it's what everybody's waiting for, isn't it? And I bet Jay Jay Miller, right? I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this, fam. Because... This is what you got coming to you. Now, I should preface this. Tomorrow night, this is a Thursday. Tomorrow night, I am going to be dining at an illustrious Michelin-style restaurant. However, that might be in jeopardy because, well, I doubled down during WrestleMania weekend, did I not, Carl Wilkinson? We very much did. Rousey. I like how Kyle was somehow trying to feel my pain. It's adorable. Um, the bottom line is... I doubled down during the predictions, and I'm a man of my word, and I always have been in this business. You can say what you like about me, but I live up to everything I say. And I said that there is absolutely no way Charlotte Flair will be going over Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Of course, Jay Miller did, because he's a fucking moron. And of course, he then said, yes, thank you very much, Cameron Anson, for get ready to squirt. Um, <laughs> get ready to if squirt. I, if I had a dollar. I know, right? Um, so I said, ha! Not a chance. In fact, I will have a go at a bottle of HP sauce myself if Ronda Rousey should happen to lose her huge world title match at WrestleMania. I mean, for the benefit of those watching on video, because this won't be released till later, so we're going to put an edit in. Roll the footage. (laughs) And of course, that footage you would have just seen is of Ronda Rousey losing the world championship uh, the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania Night 1, which of course means it's time for this. Now, <clears throat> if I cannot eat my Michelin star dinner because of Jeremy Miller, <laughs> I will. Trust me, mate. You know the day you're born on? We might have another one of those because, yeah, <laughs> I really hope there's a jar or something there and you haven't just pulled that out on your mum's sofa because that will be cretinous how this is gonna suck donkey dick um hold on hold on because you're going to this michelin one-star restaurant are you sure you don't want to hold this off until next week he's a man of his word fuck you shut up no no no, no, I, no. Said, I did say next week's day of wrestling address so here we you are you did but because i'm a man of my word i have already you know I'm going to get my A1 because I don't have HP here in the same. So you're basically admitting on this podcast three weeks beforehand that you don't believe Mustafa Ali can win the IC United States Championship. Is that what we're doing here? I've given that up. That that was a a very 
dumb thing of me to do. But and you're going to have to eat shit on behalf of an Arab, and right now an Arab is going to have to eat shit on behalf of your idiocy. So uh, go, I don't know where Cameron Anderson's going. That's why I'm saying hold it off until next week because I don't want your nice dinner ruined because... What do you reckon, boys? Next week or now? I'll say do it. Yeah, let's get it I done. mean, I'm saying do it. Yeah, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Aaron X, and this is a jackass. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, you sick fuck! Oh, that was probably delicious for the first two seconds. Oh shit, he ain't done. What the fuck? (laughs) 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 And that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is not entertainment. Um, Thank you very much for watching the WrestlePlug. Oh, wow, I'm going to feel that in the morning. Uh, I am now (laughs) going to attempt to drink 25 cups of tea. I will see Jay Miller in three weeks. Wow, my eyes are actually watering. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, about half. I managed to get about half a bottle down, so that's your challenge, bud. Oh, Um, fuck. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I've just downed 200 grams of HP sauce. Uh, Oh, wow. I actually, I imagine this is what a Texan's arsehole tastes like. Um, anyway, uh, if I, I tell you what, I will counter it by eating 200 pounds of bacon and then that will balance it all out. Uh, yeah, if you uh, enjoyed this week's podcast, then, well, frankly, you must have no life and I apologize for that. However, I would like to say very thank you, a big thank you, and thank you very much to everybody who has checked in on me and looked after me recently. And I would most importantly like to thank Jay Miller, Cameron Anderson, Carl Wilkinson, and of course myself, Aaron Nix, for the WrestleBlog podcast. We will catch you very soon for more content. And until then, have a lovely weekend. And do not, under any circumstances, drink brown or A1 sauce unless you are really going to make some money out of it.